0: Sadly, Noah Shannon's Iowa football career is over. We react to the news. Also, an instant reaction. Iowa with the top 10 win against Virginia Tech in Charlotte. The Iowa women, a potential number one team in the country. And we take a peek ahead to the Rutgers game on Saturday. All today, Locked on Hawkeyes. You are Locked on Hawkeyes. Your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome in. I'm Trent Condon, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. While you're there, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Today's episode is brought to you by Picks. Go to prizepix.com slash College and use code College for a first deposit match Up to $100. Daily Fantasy Sports. Made easy. Well, we got basketball to talk about. Both men's and women's. We got some news that pertains to the wrestling team. We got an NCAA tournament for the soccer team. We got a ton going on, but we start with the news of Noah Shannon. And as bad of a news as you could certainly get for a young man that made a mistake. He made a mistake that... In the grand scheme of things, isn't that big of a deal? As a legal adult over 21 years old, he made a bet. And from what is out there, he made a bet during the Iowa run to the final four a year ago in the game against South Carolina that the Hawkeyes would either win or cover. I heard 30 bucks was the number. I don't know if that's right. He makes a bet. Can't do that as a college athlete. And. For some of the players, the players that bet on their own team, the ultimate no-no, game fixing, point shaving, those kind of things are a deadly sin as it pertains to the world of athletics. But for a legal betting age adult to make a bet, didn't have a girlfriend on the team, no insider information. In fact, the women's team never even came home after the Sweet 16 Elite Eight before they made their way to Dallas for the Final Four. There was nothing like that. And for his collegiate career to come to a close for this. Not for some major infractions that have been out there. Not for doing something criminal. For making a $30 wager. Something in the grand scheme of things that is, should be the ultimate slap in the wrist. And we're not here to talk about morality. That's not what I'm here. If you don't believe that people should bet, then don't bet. I believe people should be able to bet. I believe college athletes, if they are 21 years old, should be able to bet. Are there sticky situations? Absolutely. Are there things that you have to look for? No doubt. But the problem, once again, with the NCAA and how they continually screw things up is there isn't one size fits all. There are extenuating circumstances that you have to look at and look at this in its reality. The reality is, he made a mistake and he's paid a major price. And the price is incredibly steep for something that should be a slap in the wrist. You want to say that there should be a suspension attached? I'm not going to argue with you. But for a young man's college career to come to a close, a young man, by all accounts, that is a great human being that has done things right during his time at the University of Iowa. And to take that away, from something that is so archaic, that is so behind the times, and something that we know eventually is going to change, it's incredibly amazing that this is the point that they get to. And I think I can understand when we got a couple of weeks ago that looked to be what the NCAA was going to hand down, and it was going to be no punishment for a first offense. Honestly, even for me, that did feel light. If you bet on your university, not at your own team. Again, that's the ultimate no-no. But if you make a bet on your university, again, with the potential of some insider trading, if you will, it seemed like. But to then come back two weeks later, and this is what it is. After you gave Noah Shannon the opportunity to come back to practice, when it felt like it wasn't rubber stamp, but it was trending in a direction that he was going to be able to run out on the field one final time or a few final times in his Hawkeye uniform and to finish his career. And to take that away, to take that away for something that is so negligible, so small, so insignificant in the grand scheme of things. You got coaches and programs cheating out of their ass. You got people handing money out. Like there's no big deal. You have people for years that have broken rules. The highest paid basketball coach is an outright cheater. And somebody that threw one of his own guys under the bus to stay out of trouble. You have these things happening in your institution, and when you have an opportunity to do the right thing, you shut the door on. it. It's unthinkable. It shouldn't be, though, with this organization. The Iowa women with a big win against Virginia Tech. We're going to talk about that coming up here. An instant reaction as Iowa gets the win over Virginia Tech, 80-76. We'll talk about the matchup. Caitlin Clark, another incredible performance out of her. And what is the upside for this team? Can they really win the national championship that they were just short of a year ago? We'll talk about that in a whole lot more. Plus, more football talk as Iowa prepares for their matchup against Rutgers. We do that as we continue Locked On Hawkeyes. Today's episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together. You and I, we get fired up together. As you just heard about the wins, the losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection that we have. And today, I want to chat about something a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster supply chain issue. It doesn't matter. You are covered. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis or Viagra. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code locked on at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered my mo- most of my daily meds for a year supply. If you or someone you would love, would like peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med." Go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered to you. Remember to use the code on promo code on for $20 off your purchase. Once again, jacemedical.com with the promo code on for $20 off your purchase. Trent of back with you once again on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen every day. As we continue here on the podcast, let's get into a little hoops talk as The Iowa women, a gritty, gutty performance in a quasi road game. Yes, it was considered a neutral site, but this was definitely not neutral site. Plenty of Hawkeye fans that were right behind the Iowa bench, but of the 15,000 plus that were in attendance, you definitely have to think what 80% of them were Virginia tech fans. And Iowa went in there, got off to a hot start early on. It was a lot of Hannah Stolke. And that is great to see. So, we started at the top of this game and what we saw, and that is a different starting lineup here. So game one, there was a lot of surprise that we didn't see O'Grady in the starting lineup. Instead, it was Sharon Goodman and you know, Goodman's a player. As Jace talked about this a little bit in yesterday's podcast, where she is more of the prototypical post player that Jan Jensen likes to coach somebody that gets the ball up quickly, doesn't think O'Grady you know, at times can be a little bit slow with the basketball. And that's not the case with Goodman. But then But didn't see Goodman out there in the starting lineup. Instead, they went with Molly Davis in the starting lineup to go along with Caitlin Clark, Gabby Marshall, Stolke. Then played in the in the middle, and of course, Kate Martin. So that was the five in the starting lineup to go through things. And though Molly Davis didn't play a ton in comparison for starter minutes, 16 minutes in the game, I I did find it very interesting that they went that direction in the game. And a night where I didn't shoot the ball very well from deep, 0 for 6 from Gabby Marshall, trying to play defense out there, and boy. I'll tell you more, she is an outstanding player and seven three-pointers in the game. She was really good. I thought Iowa did a great job against Liz Kitley on what they did defensively. Hannah Stolke inside. There were a couple of chippy ones that that could have gone the other direction. This is something Hannah's going to have to learn to play with now. The role, obviously, for Stulkey is a whole lot better and bigger uh, this season. And because of that, she's going to have to realize that you're not playing 12, 15 minutes a game and you can't be quite as aggressive at times In the post, somebody's got you sealed, you just got to let them go. And that's something I think Hannah is certainly going to realize. She is incredibly fast. And for a post player, her speed and her ability to catch the basketball on the run is a sight to behold. She is absolutely incredible. But as usual, the story is Caitlin Clark. In a night where it wasn't perfect, there were frustrating moments, there were times that a couple of calls didn't go her way. She still finishes with 44 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, some of the numbers that are coming out. And I retweeted a bunch of them over on the lockdown Iowa account. Go back and look through them because they're, they're unthinkable. Just the amount of numbers that we continue to get in from her and what she's able to do time in and time out. And some of the biggest performances in big games. Here's one for you. 40 point games since over the last two years in a couple of games of the season, 40 point games against top 10 p- opponents. Caitlin Clark has four. The rest of college basketball, men's and women's, zero. That's right. Over the last two-plus years, nobody in college basketball outside of Caitlin Clark, men or women, has scored 40 points against a top-10 team. When the moment is its biggest, she rises to the occasion. Uh, A couple of more that she uh, has in there. 40 points, five rebounds, five assists. She's done it five times now in her career, including three times against AP top 10 opponents. The rest of the Division One, three times total. It's just, and you just stack these things up on and on and on. And the impact on the floor is immense. And we know what a great player she is, but what an advocate she is for women's sports, women's basketball, and just sport. I saw a tweet with a, a little guy, got his autograph, uh, got the autograph from Caitlin Clark on his jersey before the game as he was standing courtside, as she was warming up. After the game, the amount of people lined up to get her. I I saw one little girl that got uh, the the signature from Caitlin Clark and just the smile on her face. uh, Worth it. And I talked about this last year when I took my daughter down to the Final Four. She was seven at the time, now eight years old, and that was something that was just so incredible to be able to experience that with my daughter and to start to teach her about my love a little bit more and a little bit deeper of Iowa, but for her, not watching a football team, not watching the men's basketball team, but watching women do that and play at that level in an environment that was good as anyone that you would find in any kind of college basketball. It was such a cool moment. And Caitlin Clark, she just gets it. She really does. And she is such a great ambassador for just sport in general, but certainly women's sports. It's a great, great thing to see. She's so good. She's so talented, but on top of it, what she does and what she's able to do, folks, enjoy this. She does have a COVID year. She could play another season next season in an Iowa uniform. But one way or the other, this is amazing. The sellout that happened this summer, they sell out season tickets for women's basketball. We see the home opener for the men's team with half the building literally empty. Well, half the tickets not even sold with 7,000 and change that bought tickets for the game. And then you see this. It's amazing. It's something that I never thought I would see. I'm somebody that has long watched a lot of basketball. I broadcast a lot of women's basketball, girls' basketball at the high school level. It's a sport that I enjoy, but I know it's taken for some people longer. And, you know, I talk from time to time about my tailgate group, right? My group of buddies, we've been together for a long time. We're friends in college, and we still got the group together, and we send text messages, and we say dumb things to each other, and a lot of times we're just complaining about the Hawkeyes. And in the past, we kind of had to shorten up the mix, right? There was three or four of us that enjoyed women's basketball, and and that was the text tech, tech chain. And now it's expanded to the whole group. And not only the whole group, but the whole group is watching and watching intently. That is the growth of this sport. And that is the growth that you can point to one person that has taken it to this level, and it's Caitlin Clark. Enjoy it, folks. It's going to be a fun ride. Now, this is a game that's also going to play in March. Come March, this is going to be something that I think is going to be a good win on the resume. Is it going to be a great one? Is Virginia Tech going to be a top 10 team all season long? Look, if Georgia Moore plays at the level that she did tonight, absolutely that is going to be the case. Hey, gotta mention a couple other players also in that one. Kate Martin, she's just so steady, so good and what she's able to do, her ability to get to the rim it can help you out in a myriad of different ways. She was really good out there and also want to uh, talk about Kylie Fierbach, a young lady that has gone through tons of injuries, made the transfer from Iowa State. Certainly her Hawkeye career has not gone the way that she wanted, but she had that little mini spurt there in the second half that was so important to the game and gave Iowa control through the third quarter for a big portion of it, knocking down a couple of three-pointers. I had a great little crossover to get open for the three on the left side. She's a really, really talented young lady, and you hope that she can stay healthy because that's a difference maker if this team's ultimately going to get back to a final four, they're going to get back to the national championship game and cut down the nets when they get to Cleveland in order to do that. They're going to need players like Kylie Feerbach to step up. I also got to talk about Sydney, falter 14 rebounds in the game. And you're looking for those roles. Who's going to step up? Who's going to do the different things that this team needs. This team might be a little bit deeper than they were a year ago uh, with two post players that they can play. And we'll see, What's going on with O'Grady? Haven't seen anything from uh, Lisa Bluter's post game to mention why we had didn't see her out there in the game tonight. If it was an injury, illness, or something else, and that is going to be an important storyline, obviously to follow along with. But overall, Iowa in a night where they didn't shoot it very well, over a point per possession, one point zero five points per possession It's a pretty good Virginia Tech uh, team overall defensively. Forty-two points in the paint. Uh, they had twenty-one fast break points and slowed Virginia Tech down whenever. Uh, they wanted to get out and run. Great game, important win, and now it sets up for Iowa to potentially get to number one in the country. There is a real possibility that can happen. They still got another game themselves coming up this week, and it'll be a road one at you and I. And that thing is sold—excuse sold out at the McLeod Center. But nice victory for the Iowa women. Great to see them get the win and move to two and zero on the young season. We continue here on Locked On Hawkeyes as. We talk more football back to the football team. Men's basketball also with the game, women's NCAA tournament in Iowa City. Time to get into. We're talking Iowa Rutgers, though. Football next as we continue locked on Hawkeyes. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. Just you against the numbers instead of going through and battling. Thousands of different players, and we know there's the pros out there, the people with the deep algorithms and all those things. And the sharks, you just pick more or less than a six two to six player stat projection, and then you can watch the winnings roll in. Taking a look at some of the matchups, you can do college football, you can do the NFL, NBA, college hoops. They got everything that you could imagine over on prize picks. Prize picks, it's super simple to play. I can make my picks and submit an entry in less than 60 seconds coming up this week. All right. Take a look at the NFL. Joe Burrow taking on Houston. Is he going to have more or less than two passing touchdowns? Travis Kelsey. Well, they're off this week, but if they're playing 75 receiving yards, more or less, that's all you're doing here with prize picks. You have a chance to win big with just a few taps. Go to prizepickscom picks.com slash lockdown college and use code lockdown college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again that's prizepicks.com slash lockdown College with the code Lockdown College for a first deposit match up to 100. dollars Trent Kana back with you once again on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We get ready for the matchup this week with Rutgers you can catch the game with our partnership Sirius XM that is the place to go if you're out and about where you can find the Hawkeye broadcast and listen to Dolph and Eddie talking about this one. Are we going to see a lot of points? No, we know that's not going to be the case. As the total continues to trickle down, i uh, talking to a bookmaker today, uh, part of Circa, Mike Palm, who is the vice president of operations there. Uh, one thing that he mentioned to me is this is just something where they last week had that low number. The opener came out in the over-under at 29.5, and the Sharps came in right away and played the over. Not the case this week. Everybody is betting the under in this matchup coming up on Saturday, and they cannot get a bet to come in on the over in this football game. No surprise, and we know the Iowa limitations. So a couple of keys that that I think are important in this football game. First of all, very simply, no turnovers, right? Don't turn the football over. Iowa is not in a spot where they can afford to take chances. They cannot put their team behind the eight ball, and that is one thing over the last couple of weeks. Kirk Ferentz was beating his chest about turnovers. You know, that's the one stat that really matters. And it has not gone very well for Deacon Hill at the quarterback position. A huge concern also is the state of this offensive line. After all the injuries last week, Logan Jones going out. Though Ellsbury came in and I thought played at least adequately at the center position. Rusty Feth went out. Then he had to go back in late in the game. Obviously banged up because of more injuries that were piling up. At one point, you had four of your offensive linemen that were out one point or another in the game against Northwestern in a running game that the only way they're going to have big plays is to get big plays. And this is not something that they can churn out a consistent, you know, six, eight, 10 yards of carry. That's just not the way that they're built. And the number of boxes that they're facing with eight, nine guys in there, it's just not something that's going to be able to happen for this team this season. I like the passing gameplay last week. Yeah. Something funny to say when Deacon Hill throws for 66 yards, but they kept it as simple as possible. And that's what you're going to have to do. Very simple reads, very easy completions that even uh, the most, the worst quarterbacks can complete. And we saw that 10 to 15 throwing, not a whole lot down the field until the final drive of the game. And that was great to see as he delivered probably the pass of his career. Deacon Hill on that throw to Caleb Brown. But that is something incredibly important. I, I like the game plan that they had. And I think it's a game plan that can work this week against Rutgers. Here's the other thing about Rutgers. Rutgers is going to be the most talented team that Iowa faces since the Penn State game. Now, that's not to say Rutgers is great because they're not. They're okay. But at this point, that's all right. It's okay, right? I just, this is a Rutgers team that is just fine. And for the way that Iowa plays and the teams that Iowa's played, that's what you're going to see. I mean, that's just the way that it's going to be set up. Look, if Iowa has a game where they play clean, where it comes into the fourth quarter, more times than not, Iowa's going to win these football games. This is something that they have been able to do. Time in a time out. they've been able to go out there, and they've been able to find a way to get victories. Will it continue? It likely will. That's what Iowa has to play for. Iowa has to play for making this a fourth quarter game, hanging around, and if they do that, there's a real opportunity. They'll be 8-2 and, and looking at maybe potentially just one more win would put them in the Big Ten championship game, as crazy as that is to think with this limited offense. Mention the women's soccer team. They are in the NCAA tournament after their win in the Big Ten tournament. They will be hosting Bucknell coming up on Friday evening at 6 o'clock. If you're getting to town early for that one, in NCAA tournament, maybe you've never watched a soccer match before, get out there to the pitch, support the Hawkeyes, Something we love to do. The support, obviously, for we have for basketball and for wrestling. I think it'd be really cool to see a good crowd out there against Bucknell in the opener of the NCAA tournament as they'll get things started up there. That is what we have coming up tomorrow on Locked On Hawkeyes. It'll be the former Hawkeye running back, LaShawn Daniels, stopping in. Is there anything more that Iowa can do to unleash this offense? We will talk about that. Get into it a little bit more. Iowa basketball also prepares for another non-conference game. The big one coming up, though, for them next Tuesday against Creighton. Be a late start. We'll have a late night instant reaction podcast for you on that one. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. Me and LaShawn, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Go Hawks.